Pow, Mike Draco in the house. What's up, Mike? Good to see you. Cincinnati represented here in the Shop Talk Studios. Sunday night, we're getting ready to rock and roll with another 90 to 120 minutes of all the two-wheel bullshit we can fit. Mr. Greg White coming from T-Hoss. Evening, y'all. Good to see you here, Gus Gus. It's going to be a great show. We have the privilege this evening of going live from the final of the chase. This year's chase, the Route 66 chase, has just declared their winners. And uh, in the melee of it all, Mr. Jason Sims has agreed to come in with us and tell us the story of this year's chase. Robin Higginbottom in with us. Tim Stahl, what's going on, buddy? Obviously scouring the internet looking for those parts. Nancy Weems in the house. Professional Monkey Woods up, dude. TJ Smith, what a do from Lake Charles. Jeremy Valentine, always good to see you, my brother. Steve Burroughs from the D. Troy Phillips. Freddie Bolage, what's up, buddy? Love you, too. Good to see your name here, Freddie. I was just thinking about calling you today. I owe you a phone call just to catch up for a minute. Lisa Ballard in the house, the queen of Chop Cult, joining us, bringing you all the chopper goodies from all across the country and the world. Mr. Tom Banks, 84U, Pittsburgh racer, entrepreneur, enthusiast himself Karen Cafazzo happy Sunday Ambi Savage man lots of people already and it's good it's good this is going to be a fantastic well look at that I didn't even start the clock that's terrible dereliction of duty I'm going to get kicked out of the studio before we even start tonight Heather's going to be so disappointed (laughs) Freddie, you're coming to Sons of Speed. That's great. All of us here are getting fired up for Sons. The uh, the southern version of Flat Bro Chops and Rods is all a fury with getting the flathead or the 45 together. Roadside Marty and, and Mr. Shelton Davis putting a wrench on that thing, getting ready for us. Mrs. Monkey's here with us too. Chris Fraser, wish I was there at the chase. Yes. At our headquarters, no, because fall has set in, and there's only one good thing about that, and that means it's time for fall foliage. We're going to be talking about that a little bit tonight, too. Nancy Weems, the chase was exciting. Lots of good content coming out of that. We're going to show you some of the live uh, broadcasting they were doing out of that and everything. So just a couple minutes, and we'll be uh, Tom Motzko checking in. Cut it out. Tom, I would have never expected to see your name up on the screen. That's killer right on and this is proof man as many bad things and and god forgive me for saying that there was any good that came out of of covid but we all stepped it up a little bit with technology and we're all we have so many new great ways to communicate and keep in touch with each other it's great so yeah it's cold here in pittsburgh but it's warm in the Dennis Kirk Motorcycle Studio, and we're going to be get, getting started with this show in just a couple minutes. It's enough time for you to grab a drink, kick back, relax, hit the like and share button, help us spread the uh, Shop Talk glory all over the interwebs out there, like the old guys say. And we'll be started here in just a minute. Upshift Podcast. See you in Daytona. That's awesome, man. Can't wait for Daytona. Can't wait for Willie's. Oh, can't wait. Taking that last bit of sunshine and good weather and before we're going to be back here under a large blanket of the white stuff. I can't believe I'm saying it. 
But hey, let's not talk about that now because there's plenty of motorcycle stuff going on from here to there. And later in the show, Freddie, do you want to race a 45? I may have one ready for your butt to sit on. Oh my goodness. I think we're going to have a flat, flat broke 45 there, but I'm going to keep you, I'm going to keep up on that with you, man. Chris, Chris Sim, Summer Simmons stuck at what? What are you stuck at, Chris? She might be stuck at the airport. She was at the chase. So I guess we have a Steelers fan. Absolutely. Back to Salisbury. Living in Rockham. Love the smoke out there right down the road for me. We are back in Salisbury, man. And it was a fantastic event. We're actually started on uh, next year. I can't even believe I'm saying that without Heather screaming at me. Good thing our microphone's off. All right, man. We're down to two minutes. Chris is stuck at LAX. Oh, my goodness. What a great day, though. So just a minute away. Get us, uh, get us fired up here in the studio, get things warmed up and ready to go, and we're going live with 90 to 120 minutes of all the two-wheel bullshit we can fit. Stick around for Shop Talk. Gary Raphael in the house. I got a comment on this. Hello from Jersey tonight on our way north. They're already on their way up there. It's killing me. I can't wait for fall foliage, man. Cannot wait. Yeah, Gary Raphael, pork roll. Please bring pork roll. Bring pork roll to fall foliage. Everybody, everybody needs to start the day off with a good pork roll. All right, man, listen. Since I didn't start the clock in enough time, we're close enough now. We're going to cut you guys loose. Bring this one out of the station up on the track and get started with this week's installment of Shop Talk. Here we go. Scooter Tramps and Chopper Jockeys all across the land. It's just after 9 p.m. on the East Coast. That means it's time for another episode of Shop Talk. I'm your host, Chris Callen with Cycle Source Magazine. And I am thrilled to be here tonight because that means I'm not out in the driveway or in the garage unpacking shit from smoke out still. It's been a long, long two weeks of unpacking and sorting and I didn't know we took that much bullshit to North Carolina. Well, well we still have another truck to unpack. Don't get too excited. And there's a trailer at Mark's. I, I did notice that the kitchen sink wasn't put back in yet. <laughs> Dude, it's, it's amazing. It's amazing that we ever leave this place. Oh By God. the way, let me, let me go to a full-frame shot of Heather and show you exactly what I'm talking about. So if you were, if you were one of the lucky people that, that outbid everyone else for Tankful, 
There's your tanks. (laughs) (laughs) They are going to get out tomorrow. My goal is to get them out and ship tomorrow. I do apologize for the delay. I think everybody's gotten an email from me. Um, We came home on Wednesday, and it was deadline week. So we had one week from the time we got home to finish an entire issue of the magazine. So um, that's the reason there's been a little bit of a delay. But again, I'm going to sound like a broken record. But these tanks right here put fifteen thousand dollars into in meals, meals on, on wheels. wheels and that's and I so awesome so so awesome everybody who donated painted a tank or or bought a tank enough from the bottom of my heart again broken record thank you thank you thank you no and you know man like real quick just to put that in perspective when the hamsters usa decided to pick up mills on wheels and spearfish last year for their first year they raised, I think the number was $8,000. That doubled the budget, the, the annual fish. budget for Spearfish. Yep. $8,000 well, doubled what they have in their program for an entire year. If it's all right, I want to make it. Their budget was $8,000. Yeah. And the hamsters were able to donate fifteen. Okay. And with that money, they bought a new van. Well, not new, but they were able to get a new vehicle to deliver foods, food, a new stove to cook food. And it just, it went so far. Yep. So to be able to do that again, I just, I can't thank you guys enough. Yep. Okay, move on. Right on, man. So thank thank you guys again for that. And just a little update on that. So we is already that, Is that where the kitchen sink went? <laughs> we used the kitchen sink to guys, clean. Do you guys <laughs> donate the kitchen sink again? <laughs> to clean all the tanks. But there, an update on that, we do have 14... Yes. artists already set up for uh, for next year reached so. out to us and volunteered uh, i am going to cap it at 20 so i have six spots open and i'm going to try and get the tanks out um within the next a month or so if i can so if you know anybody that wants to paint a tank or if you want to paint a tank please shoot and me a message and we'll get you taken care of dude how about some of the names how about some of the names oh, that we got in Ron already? Fleener. Fleener. I'm so excited that Fle- like Fleener was one of the first ones across the line. Through a little um, miscommunication on our part, Jody Pierwitz was going to be part of this year's deal, and through that miscommunication, her involvement in the chase, we're actually moving Jody to next year. Yep. So she was the first scheduled artist for 2023's Tankful. And I've but- heard rumor that Horny Mike is going to be doing a tank. Really? That's yes. great. Man. I haven't. I've heard that through the grapevine. So as soon as I get actual confirmation from him, we'll get that out there. That's great. So we're talking about. Um, we're already talking about getting ready for fall foliage. Uh, the truck is. I can't wait. I'm so excited. Partially packed, and and we're getting ready to go. But the the question is, what did what did we do this week, right? And and we've already said that we spent most of the week unpacking. And last night we had uh, the the. Uh, the luck to be involved in a great event called rock for life that happened at speed freak motorsports um rock for life does a lot of great work in the area as far as a charitable event puts together a bunch of bands musicians happened at speed freak motorsports our boy clint up there and um me and the boys from big house pete went out but mark what have you been doing man sleeping <laughs> I, I sleep well. Well, actually, it's um, it's uh, coming up on flannel season, so I've been. It is. <clears throat> I've been. Uh, and Rob Nussbaum is in the house. Oh, our, right, right our associate right producer is here, and Jason's here too. So I, I mean, I've been I've been getting all my best flannels out for shop talk. Uh, I've been doing nothing, uh, working, working away. 
getting ready yeah. for something that I know you're going to throw in my lap here real soon. So, Well, and I had to ask you just because I was interested to see what the answer was going to be without having the ability to say something that we were doing for Smokeout. Going to there, like, the last the last three months, all we've talked about is Smokeout. I so. know, and it's already started. Like, I don't know about you. You said I was going to kill you about talking about Smokeout for 2023. <laughs> On my way home from Smokeout, I already have stuff scheduled and booked for 2023. So and, and I'm I was actually, already on it. <laughs> I think next year is going to be off the charts. I, I think a lot of people sort of held off this year, yeah. you know, just to see how things And, dude, together. it was still, but, listen, I have to tell you, whatever you heard about smoke out this year, we had in the neighborhood of 4,000 people come through the gate. Yeah. And that's not, you know, smoke out typically year after year is between 7,500 and 10,000 people. And I have to tell you, for our first year event, even though Heather has been the operations manager of Broken Spoke, and Mark and I have done so much of this shit all over the country, to handle an event from start to yeah. finish, like our much like our guest is going to come on here and tell you tonight, but to handle a, an event from start Especially to finish. Especially the first one. I'm so glad there were not oh my God. more people because, right? my God. Like, I am so thankful for the rain on Saturday because <laughs> I think had it not rained, I think we would have had our yeah. asses handed to us. We were we were right on in the edge. In a good way. We were in right a good on way. the edge. Oh, but hey, listen, if this is your first time watching, this is a show we do every Sunday night, mostly. And it's nearly all the time at 9 p.m. And it's close to that, as close as we can get it. But it comes to you from Cycle Source Magazine. Uh, it's a, a regular newsstand publication we've been doing for 25 years. And in the show, we do a lot of the same stuff that we do in the magazine, but we bring it to you in digital format. It puts life into the stories that we write. So it gives us the ability to let you hear the stories firsthand from the people that we talk to, see some of the places that we go with your own eyes and experience that along with us. And it's it's been our privilege now. What are we on? Uh, episode number 213. Yes. And I can't thank you guys enough for that. But um, this is normally where I say, you know, we have some entertainment, we have some guests, and we start the whole thing off with a little program we call the news. The Shop Talk World Report is brought to you by Law Tigers. Get the compensation you deserve and get back on the road with Law Tigers. Here's Can I the do thing. The news? <laughs> <laughs> the news is there's no news. <laughs> No kidding. Like we have, we have subscriptions to a bunch of servers that like come up from Google and all kind of stuff. And it, it's basically like how you used to see in the old newsrooms the ticker tape. Well, the ticker tape didn't move at all today. Yeah, it hasn't it moved. Of... Like it's it's eerie almost because there is nothing other other than Jason and the Chase, and we're getting ready for fall foliage. It was it was freaky. There is nothing substantial that happened in motorcycling this week. So that, we can actually that we do heard. A, well, yeah. Jane, you ignorant slut. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, stuff always happens in the motorcycle industry. It's just a matter of whether or not we actually want to talk about it. <laughs> Rob Nussbaum, he always busts my balls on this one. It's a segment, not a program. I I know, I know, I screw that up every time we do it. But hey, we got lots of stuff to get through. We're gonna um, take. Two minutes real quick and take a look at a, uh, a tech tip from our friends over at Law Tigers. When we come back on the other side, we're going straight to our guest. Jason is on the chase at the end. People are partying on the beach, and we're going to go and find out for you guys who won. So stick around. We're going to check out this feature bike or tech tip, and then we're back with Jason. You're watching Shop Talk. Unfortunately, we've all seen the videos like this.
So today, myself and Lost Hikers are talking how to load your motorcycle, especially by yourself, if you don't have any friends around to help you out. This can work with a dirt bike, street bike, sport bike, but if you are riding a heavier vehicle, you're probably going to be looking at renting an affordable trailer. Things you'll need. A ramp. Another ramp or something for you to walk up. Tie-down strap to secure the ramp. And tie-downs to hold your motorcycle in place. No friends this time, we're talking about doing it yourself. If you can, find a ditch or gutter to lower the rear of your truck for less of a slope. Now for the most important thing you'll do, strap the ramp securely so it can't slide away from the tailgate. Most of those internet fails are from applying power to the rear wheel and it pulling the ramp out from underneath or it slipping from the tailgate. We know how that ends. Now that the ramp's secure, you've got something for yourself to walk up, maybe a crate or another ramp. You can practice your footing. Doing this alone, I use the motorcycle to power itself up. Do not ride it. It's on in first gear and use the clutch's friction zone to slowly pull the motorcycle up. The front brake is important too, but clutch control is key. Line it up and slowly pull forward, pausing to make sure your footing is secure. Take it slow and remain in full control. Then tie down your motorcycle. That can be vehicle specific and an art form in itself. Similarly, when you arrive with the motorcycle off, you can use the clutch to engine brake as it's easier on the left side while you control your stability. Throughout this whole process, take it slow, make sure that you've got full control and great footing while moving your motorcycle. And should you ever need them or be injured in a motorcycle accident, give Law Tigers a call even before your insurance company as they are motorcycle lawyers that will go to bat and get the compensation that you deserve. More information in the description below. My name is Alyssa and I will see you in the next one. I'm getting you a milk crate. <laughs> Listen, I have milk crates. And I wanted to say, like, Alyssa and the people from Law Tigers, those are great videos that they do. Like, we've been running more and more of them. She covered nearly everything, every bad situation, every bad decision that I have ever used. <laughs> the only thing she didn't cover was whiskey throttle. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, I wanted to see her foot go through the milk crate. That would have so been great. does that apply to, like, the choppers and stuff, too? It could. Yeah, I mean, it, it, yes, I'm getting you a milk crate. The the problem is the vehicles are too high. So nice try. Yep, Jim Grady has a good point. While we're looking at the comments here, I use a little electric winch. Just press the button remote and walk it up into the truck bed. Mark has one of those yeah. set up in his big trailer, so oh. that's a good that's a good tip too. It's I the camaraderie, Heather. It's the camaraderie. I hate you know, motorcycles. It's being together. It's getting set hey. up for the event. Well, there's certain. Let me rephrase <laughs> that. Certain scenarios, I do not like loading motorcycles yeah when they're going in or coming out of yeah. any vehicle we've ever owned that's that's heather's that's, certain scenario hey that's not true don't you lie no it's a fun you tell the truth christopher <laughs> hey professional monkey says i can't tell you how many times i've just gunned it up the ramp on the bike and no idea how it never went wrong <laughs> oh you shouldn't have said that do you know what you just did to yourself so hey listen i want this monkey keep the video camera handy because it's gonna happen i want to remind you guys that all these comments are coming in over here all you have to do no matter where you're watching the program type your comments in whether it's youtube facebook whatever and they'll come in in that box 
and we'll answer them throughout the show. But for now, I want to remind you, you're watching Shop Talk through the courtesy of Dennis Kirk Motorcycle Studio, and we are going to get to our guest because this is exciting. If you're, you've are you been living under a rock and you don't know one of the greatest motorcycle events that's ever been created, the Motorcycle Cannonball, and in conjunction with that, the Cross Country Motorcycle Chase, have been two of our favorite things to follow, go along on, watch from afar, check in on, and... Tonight, we have the privilege to actually bring you the announcement of the winners with Mr. Jason Sims live from the event. So we'll get him on here and uh, let him tell you a little bit more about the event. If you guys have any questions, put them up there and we'll get to it. Let's go to the lines and bring on Jason. Just Hanging Out in the Shop is brought to you by Spectro Oils. Made in the USA since 1966, the best oil on planet Earth. What's up, buddy? Hey, what's happening? So... You you have that look that I'm familiar with, having been on having been on the chase one time. I can tell you that as as excited as everyone is at the beginning and all the exhilaration from day to day, day in and day out, when everyone gets to the finish line, man, it's a giant sigh of relief and everyone is tired and ready to go. That's absolutely true. That's absolutely true. You know, we landed on Santa Monica Pier today at noon. Uh, had our award ceremony about one o'clock. And boy, when we were done with that, those guys were like, dude, you know, they didn't even take in, you know, the full time that we we could have had those guys there uh, on the pier, which is is a really special thing because the pier just does not let anybody out there and park out there, take pictures and and doing a work like we did today. So just for just for everybody, real quick, give everybody a, a quick background on motorcycle cannonball and how out of that the, the chase came to be before we get to the the how you win it and and who won this year yeah yeah absolutely so the the motorcycle chase come from the the motorcycle cannonball uh that you know we started the cannonball in 2010 and uh you know it was just for like old bikes, 90 years and older 100 years and older bikes and uh you know i was getting all these calls from all these people to say hey I got a 1934. I wish I could do the cannonball. I've got a 48 pan head, you know, 36 chief, you know, why can't I partake in the fun? And, you know, so it really got me thinking like, you know what, if, if I want to do something with a, what I call a more modern bike, um, I wanted to, I really wanted to put a challenge together. So I, I came up with this concept uh, of the cross country chase of, all right, we'll, we'll start with these motorcycles that are 1930 to, to 1960-ish. And, uh, but I want them to do it and I wanted to do it unassisted, no trucks, no trailers, just you and your motorcycle and everything that you can pack on it. And, uh, you know, go to hundred like-minded people together and see if we could cross the country and see how many we end up at the end. Right on. Now this year's twist to the chase, which, you know, you guys go through, you guys go through painstaking efforts to make sure that the route is not only one of the most glorious parts of the whole thing, the things that you're going to see, the places you're going to go, but you also keep it super undercover. This year was a little bit different because everybody kind of knew Route 66, you know, right. but that was also that was also one of the biggest things because I think in the life of every motorcyclist, that's one of the things, you know, you want to go to the Grand Canyon, you want to go to Bonneville Salt Flats, Alaskan Highway, Route 66, maybe four corners in your life. So this was an opportunity that you guys were giving them this chance at a bucket list ride. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, you know, we, 
in the in the spirit of it, I, I had to change it up. You know, I mean, I I didn't want to put these guys on Route 66 the entire time. You know, a lot of the route now is interstates and big cities, and you know, that's just really not in the spirit of what we do. So, I, I changed it up, and you know, we we took these guys places that you know Route 66 isn't, but it should actually be there. Um, you know, and, and I'm hoping that you know some of the associations out there are watching and you know, or the the general public is watching and you know if you want to tackle route 66 you know in your car or your motorcycle that you, you really take a look at what we did and get off the interstates and get away from the big cities and you know and just deviate off of it a little bit and make the best out of it now you know going through going through the photos in in pre-show and and I mean I've been on Route 66 a uh, hundred times myself. Like I I forget how much a scene like this when you run across a scene like this and maybe it's being a child of the 70s and I was in that sweet spot of Americana that Route 66 still holds so much sentimental value. You know but oh, I- but seeing seeing things like this and looking at all the pictures on the walls and all the all the memorabilia and stuff like it makes you know the the time that you spend going on so much of that route it makes it so worth it oh yeah absolutely you know it was one of these things that i we we didn't really have enough time to do exactly what you wanted to do on route 66 to get the the really full experience of it you know we we did this kind of abbreviated quick you know, hustle every day part of it, you know, because one, it's a competition and, uh, you know, to really do route 66, it, you know, you need about 30 days to do it, to really enjoy all the scenes, taking all the Americana, talk to all the small town people and really experience, you know, what makes route 66 so special. You know, my goal was to cram as much as I could in 10 days. And, you know, hopefully these guys will be like, Oh dude, I got to go back here and check out this town and this town. And, you know, and spend a few days in each one of those areas and, and stimulate the, the economy in those areas. And I, you know, both for, both for cannonball and for, for the chase, I think that's one of the greatest things that you guys do is the fact that, you know, you give people enough of that experience, but you also, you're showing them how easy it can be, you know, and the fact that for, at, at its foundation is you can do this on your panhead. You can do this even on hundred year old motorcycles, you know, you can do this. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Well, you you also have stimulated the economy on Route sixty six about what ninety times this year. <laughs> so you you have a house. They got it. You have to own property there by now. I mean, Christ, you've been there so much. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I've done it uh, four times this year. Uh, you know, that's just part of the, the what we do, and you know, traveling across the country. And you're you're, and what you're, you're really like the mayor. You're like the mayor of Route sixty six. <laughs> Do you have one spot in particular on Route 66 that you're that you're extremely exceptionally fond of, like a favorite stop? Uh, there's actually a few. You know, there's I like the small communities, uh, like the Oatmans, the Seligman, Arizona's. Uh, I really love Tucumcari, New Mexico. Um, you know, some of the, the smaller places that a lot of people don't get off the highway and get to go see, but they. They're really the the heart of Route 66 because, you know, they're keeping it alive from what it was in the 40s and 50s and, you know, when it was really in its heyday. And, you know, to, to stay in the boutique hotels and go to the gift shops and eat at the Mon Pa diners, 
I mean, there's nothing like it. Hey, we have a question in from a, a viewer, actually from Professional Monkey. says, Jason, the team put so much work into planning this route. Any chance they plan on sharing the route they took, I'm interested in how they avoided interstates, et cetera. Uh, you know, it, it's out there, uh, and I'm, I'm willing to, to share with some people, you know, if they want some, you know, tips on and how to do it and, and do it. You know, unfortunately, we have a little bit more interstate than we usually do this year. Um, you know, I, I'm sure in Arizona and New Mexico, over the last 60 days, we've just been devastated with monsoon rains. Um, we ended up having deviate and I think we changed the route six times in the last two months oh, of wow. what we're taking and everything like that. I mean, it was even, you know, when we were in Arizona and New Mexico, I had, uh, on one route, I had three printed routes with me. Um, and then on another day I had two printed routes because it wasn't until we had the day ahead crew go, did we know, did they get this road open from, yeah. you know, off out road, you know, was it still too dangerous to pass on a motorcycle? Um, you know, if it rained that day, you know, which we, which we had, you know, on the ride, you know, we had torrential monsoon rains, even with the riders. It's like, which one do we put them on, you know, and, and to be the safest and, and get them into the town. And, you know, it wasn't until 30 minutes that we gave these guys the maps that, hey, all right, we got to go with Route B instead of Route A today. Hey, there's a, there's an, another question coming from Bruno Coppola that says, ask about the visit to Jay Leno's. And that brings us up to another thing. We started last year with you guys something new. We did it called uh, Coffee Coffee with Chris. And Chris Summer Simmons in the morning would greet all the riders getting ready for the day. And you guys continued that tradition this year. And we have a, uh, we have a clip from the YouTube. You can go to the motorcycle cannibal youtube heather will put the link up for you guys and watch more of this but they did live streams throughout the event we're going to take a look at one of these real quick just to uh just to see some of that here we are in burbank california day nine. Oh my god this is like a really special day for a lot of you really made people's dreams come true today i don't you know i know you're very no, shy about it no, no you did no. though because chris actually jay leno knows chris more than me longer he, he Oh, he knows you longer. Okay, oh, all right. That. Fair enough. Yeah, he did. He, he did. He did. He did. That's nice. Yeah, Anyhow, I, I think everybody had a great time. Uh, we, we, it, For those of you that weren't tuning in earlier, we just got back from Jay Leno's shop. Uh, he stopped his day, took everybody around, gave us a tour, was starting cars for us. He, uh, like he told Chris, uh, he enjoys himself. He's He's having fun with us there because he realizes that we're his people yeah he said this is my tribe this is my people and they understand they get this stuff you know because people come in there and he's pretty selective who he lets in his place and um but he realized that these guys understood you know it's like your tribe it's he knew that he was and he he kept going on we were like okay okay let's show, let me show you this one let me show you this one and here's the thing about this this was kind of a secret few people knew there were a few little rumors but a lot of people didn't have any idea where they were going it was a secret mandatory stop right that's right that's right we've heard obviously want to keep it low-key we want to respect jay it was really cool of him to open our his shop to us i mean obviously he didn't have to do that but again you know he knows that these people will respect his stuff he knows that they'll understand what he's talking about and he was glad to show everyone uh i think he had as good of a time as we did and uh i'm glad that everybody got to enjoy it and we're out here now at story tavern uh my buddy ted owns this place you know, 
set up some parking for us. We're all parked out here. Everybody's having a drink, having a good time. So this Ted's- was this was really cool to see Chris like come into her element like this, man, because yeah. she did really, really well with that, like taking the lead on that. Great job to her. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. She did a phenomenal job all week for us. Um, you know, it, I, and I, I think it brought the, the people, you know, the story of what was going on. You know, she was following up with the riders daily, you know, following their stories and their trials and tribulations. And you know, we try to do it twice a day. You know, we wanted to get the reaction of, all right, hey, we're going here today. What do you think about it? What was your day like yesterday? And then at the end of the day, we tried to catch the, you know, to, to get the reaction of that. And it, it almost seemed like every reaction was, oh, my God, this is the best day ever. I mean, how do you top this? And, you know, it, it seemed like that was the coin phrase daily. Well, and I'll tell you what, like, what a what a special treat, too, to be able to go into to Jay's garage because I was lucky enough for Kiwi to take me through there. And even an, un, an unguided tour, and we had, I mean, Jay came on and, and did a tour for us with the, with all the viewers of Shop Talk, but man, just what, to stand there in room after room, yeah. it would have killed you. It, it would have killed Mark. What a, what a down to earth guy he is too. Like with all he has going on, to be able oh, yeah. to, you know to give people the opportunity. And, and I want to say like you know just watching all this crap and uh, you know kudos to you, Jason, because you give people the opportunity to do something that they'd probably never do in their life. And I know there's a winner <laughs> at the end of this. But, I mean, in all reality, they're all winners uh, just to, to be able to pull this off and do it, and yet you give them the experience, and they get to fall into stuff like that. Like, you know, you you it takes so much of your time. Like, obviously, you kill yourself doing it, but, man, it's, it's great that you actually do this because it seems like others benefit more than you do. You know what I mean? Uh, I mean, we, we benefit, too. I mean, what gets me going is, is watching the reaction of these guys. You know, when we go to, like, a – a Tucum carry New Mexico and I put all the guys up in a boutique hotel like the Blue Swallow or the Safari, you know, or you know, the the different ones like that that, you know, it's a time capsule back into like the fifties and sixties. Yeah. yeah. You, know, something, you know, nine times out of ten these guys would never think about staying right. there or <laughs> that they were there. And uh, you know, you know, and just mixing it up, you know, putting these guys in, in nice, luxurious hotels. You know, and then sometimes not so good. And it's really all the experience uh, behind that. And uh, getting to show them these different things that people might not ever get a, a chance to, to do. I mean, that that's what keeps us going. Yeah. Well, and I'll tell you what, too. Like the, uh, the thing that Mark just brought up about helping people achieve things like this. Because you guys, you should talk about that. You you've you've set out the whole plan. You know everybody everybody knows you're taking care of the stay in, but also there's there's a uh, a sweep truck you guys call it that if somebody breaks down, there's help with that in the parking lots every night. There's you know droves of people helping each other with mechanical issues and everything else. And I mean, I've I've been on straight solo motorcycle trips, and it's a little daunting. You know, for somebody who's not experienced with that, overwhelming. Th- this is one of the greatest ways to to get experience for that. Right, right. No, exactly. And then we, I, I really tried to bring it home today while we were sitting on a pier that you know these guys that that are there and they were on their motorcycles. This is probably one of the toughest things that they've ever been through. Yeah. I mean, even season riders. You know, we had a lot of problems with those, a lot of breakdowns. You know, we had a lot of attrition this year. 
um, with catastrophic failures, with, you know, physical fatigue where, you know, people just, they just couldn't do it anymore. I mean, it, we, it was really one of the toughest, probably challenges that we put together today. I mean, just with the, with the schedule, the amount of miles, you know, the extreme heat that we did, uh, the very, very rough roads, um, you know, just the torrential rains. I mean, just everything that, that we put these guys through, you know, with the, the time schedules and it was one of the toughest things that a lot of these guys did. And, and the guys that, that stood on a pier this afternoon, I mean, they have to feel super accomplished. You know, I, I know there was a lot of, uh, you know, wet eyes in there. It was just the the feeling of accomplishment that these guys went through was, was amazing. And, you know, this was even from some seasoned veterans that you see out there all the time. And, man, this thing was incredible in, in what we went Now, real, real quick, Rob Nussbaum is on here, and he's reminding us that you know your your level of of giving to this program to get people that experience he said that your own motorcycle was practically stripped by the end for parts to make sure that other people were making it through it was it was so i i brought a motorcycle this year i actually built a bike just for this event um you know i got to ride it for the first day or so um you know and it was just one of those things i you know i had to step into a different role than what i was really planning on you know one of my sweep truck drivers ended up getting sick and was not able to make it so i went and, and drove sweep truck the rest of the, the week and uh you know it's just one of those things hey I, I got my bike on here you know i ended up giving up a rear brake a front brake some parts here and there a battery and then we robbed my gas uh, by by the time we got to arizona i just had to spend it i ended up sending it back uh, just because I didn't want to get to Santa Monica and only have a frame left, you know. <laughs> yeah, fun, funny how that how that works out. But again, to give what you're giving to these guys, you know, we've traveled across the country alone, and it's rough. Uh, so to to set these guys, you oh, know, yeah. and like you said, some of them are seasoned, but to set some of these other guys up that would never be able to do this. I'm not saying they would never. You know, but not to the extent that you put them into it is, dude, it's amazing. It's cool that you do it for these people. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, and I bet we probably, you know, 30% of the people come up to me afterwards. I cannot believe I did this. You know, this this is empowering. Yeah. I had what it took to do it. But here I am standing here and, you know, now they feel so accomplished and it's almost life changing and and it makes them more confident to go out and experience some stuff on their own now or you know get their own little groups of buddies together to to do similar things well that's awesome real quick i just want to chime in leanne wants to make sure that everybody knows that you guys do have an amazing staff that works with you along the entire route and and i know i mean we were on the mini chase and i know how daunting it is so you did have a staff of 30 this year on this with you and um Oh yeah, yeah. You know, I think that's awesome that they get to yeah. that you have that support system with you out there because I know how difficult it would be without it. Well, we oh, should yeah. we should take a minute too and uh, and give some props to somebody that was along with with you guys on the ride that provided us with the the beautiful imagery that we're using on this show tonight too. And that was your oh, photographer. Oh yeah, yeah. So we actually had uh, a couple photographers with us. Um, we brought a new guy in this year. 
um, Olivier Turin, you know, he's a a French photographer and he's done some amazing work for us this year. I can't wait to to just really see everything. Of course, we had Margie with us uh, that took some phenomenal photographs that we've been using every day on the website and social media. And then, uh, of course, you know, our videographer, JJ, that will start putting some video clips out here in the next couple of weeks of everything. Yeah, and I don't want to take anything away from anyone else, but I had the pleasure on the uh, the FXR Friends throwdown of spending some time with Olivier and seeing the, seeing the product that he that he put out there. And man, like I got to say, he followed it up with this stuff. It wasn't oh, a fluke at all. Phenomenal. Yeah, you know, he a story with all the images that I think that he does. You know, it's just not the the typical riding shots and the group shots. You know, he's really catching the story and uh, the perspective of what these guys were doing. I mean, you know, I mean, he's out there in the rain, uh, you know, hiding behind hills and things and yeah. you know, and getting his drone out and, you know, just, just the creative perspective that, that he has is, it's, it's unbelievable. So what's, what's the story? Like I see the all kids bikes boxes everywhere. And in this shot, they're, they're unpacking stuff. What, what was the story there? What's the involvement? Oh, so this is a, a really great story. Um, it's what really started the highlight of the trip out. Um, we, myself and Leanne, have made a pledge with you know with the cannonball and the chase that you know we would take a, a portion of all of our um, merchandise sales and you know us for charitable contributions. And we wanted to really become uh, great ambassadors of this program. All Kids Bikes, which puts bicycles back into elementary schools. Um, we've actually raised enough money through some of our riders with their donations towards our program, ourselves with our uh, merchandise sales. We've actually raised enough money to put bicycles into five schools now. Wow. And Congratulations. I'm getting chills thinking about this because I'm, I'm flashbacking now to where in Springfield, you know, the, the day before all the official festivities started, we were we went to this school, and this was the very first school that we presented the bicycles to the kids. And we had, I think, about 80 riders participate. We brought all the motorcycles to the, the elementary school. Wow. Find them out in the playground. And uh, we put all the bicycles together, lined all the bicycles up with all the old bikes, and these kindergartners and first graders came out of the gymnasium and they seen all these motorcycles and they were freaking blown away. I mean, that's it was so awesome. Oh, I have goosebumps on all these kids' face. Like, Oh man. I mean, it was unbelievable. So the next thing is we provide these kids with these bicycles, you know, and then we let them ride it around the course throughout all the motorcycles and, Right on. It, it was, you know, it's got to be one of the top ten things that in my life right now that I'm very thankful to be a part of, and you know, we want to keep this going with all the different events that we go to in the cities. You know, you know, next year in a cannonball, I'd like to give away three. You know, just stop at three schools with the riders and and uh, put some bicycles back in the classrooms. You know, man, and listen, like the. The reason we want to take the time to give you guys credit like that, you know, I, I think back all the time to the, the scene in The Godfather when 
uh, the Don asked one of the guys, you know, have, have you spent time with your family? And he says, yeah. And he says, that's good. He said, because a man can't call himself a man unless he takes care of his family. And this is, this is, you know, something that through the generations, the last couple generations we've gotten away from in the country is that your community is your family. You know, the, the, the motorcycle community is it starts here. And then, you know, what you can do as a family that's going to impact the, the community outside of, of your direct family, you know, so that work can't go unnoticed because it's, it's too important for who we are. Right. And I'm hoping, you know, with what we're doing and, and, uh, the things that we're doing that some of these other riders, and I've already had people come up and be like, Hey, we want to get involved with the program now. and We want to bring it to our hometowns. And, yep. you know, I, I it's just really paying forward and, you know, and hopefully it'll, it'll start a, a chain progression of, of bigger and better things. Well, and Heather, when I, when I talk about this, about how the impact it has on the community, do you remember what the statistics are about the, about the number of kids who actually ride I wa- I bicycles? Feel, I want to say it's over, it's under, over 70% have never ridden a bicycle. Yeah. If of I remember kids in correctly. school today. And yeah. I mean, this is, you know, direct correlation of outside activities, riding a bicycle, the independence, the everything that comes along with it that leads you down the road to these are going to be possibly future motorcycle riders. So, yeah. I mean, even in that sense, the, the importance is right there before you. Yeah, absolutely. So I want to take a minute and uh, and and talk about you know there there is there there are defined winners in this and how how does that how does that go down? Give us a brief on the structure of the program. Ah, uh, yeah, absolutely. So uh, within this competition, we we have three different classes um, with all the motorcycles. So all the motorcycles are nineteen thirty to nineteen sixty. Um, class one would be five hundred cc and below. Um, class two is 500 to 1,000 cc, and then class three is anything over 1,000 cc. And then we give everybody a handicap schedule. So the, the older the bike that you have, uh, the more handicap points you got, and then also the, the lower displacement of your motorcycle, you get more handicap points. Um, so if you had a 1930 uh, with like a 250 cc motor, you might get like 15 handicap points. So that would put you 15 points ahead of, you know, other people. Okay. So now let's talk about penalties. How do you, how do you incur penalties along the route? So we actually have a a long list of different penalties that you can get. It's anywhere from not making a checkpoint in time, uh, being late to a checkpoint, getting a speeding ticket, uh, missing a quiz, missing a checkpoint, um, all kinds of stuff that, that, it, that penalties can occur. Okay, there's the big question, and Rob Nussbaum put it up as I was getting ready to ask it. The quiz. Did the quiz the quiz survive? Did the quiz stay? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. <laughs> really, the quiz is what makes the scores change daily. You know, I mean, it's a, it's a daily thing of depending on how you did on the quiz it might change your standings. I mean, I've seen people go from third place to 10th to place in just one quiz uh, location. So Now, this, this is important. This is important to talk about for a minute because I love, I love, I love the fact that a lot of what, hap- what ends up in the quiz are things that you're, you're also reinforcing to people while they're out there trying to make their time, trying to get their miles to pay attention, pay attention to the things around them and the world around them. So explain for just a second the quiz and, and the way that that works. 
Hey, absolutely. So, I mean, I, one of the things and the challenges of when I thought about this event was how do I get these guys to really pay attention to where we're going, the cities that we're visiting, the things that they're seeing on the route. You know, I've noticed in all these events and, and not just the cannonball, but, you know, road runs and, and different types of events that these guys get on these bikes and that they, they just only pay attention to the road and nothing else. They, uh, you know, they only see the two lane blacktop and they're not seeing, you know, the, the distinct roadside attractions or they're not learning about the towns that we're going to. So I brought in the element of, you know, let me put it out there and, and get them to, to know about where we're going by doing a quiz. So half of the quiz every day is about things that we did the day prior. It could be anything from architecture, how many bridges we went over, what type of bridge it was, you know, what is the capital of the state? Um, so it's geography. It's it's many different things. Uh, history of the towns. Um, you know, we, we really just try to, to give them to know about as much information as they can. And then the other is about uh, American motorcycle history. Right on. And this is, you know, I've I've seen firsthand. I've seen the, the frustration, yeah, and I've seen the frustration come through. And and Chris Chris Simmons even said that, you know, I think it was Chris. Yeah, the quiz is what picks the winners. If your bike makes the miles, the quiz is what picks the winners. And I've seen, I've seen some frustrated people. But you know, that's the that's the game, man. That's the game. Like you gotta gotta keep your head on your shoulders. I'd have, to, I'd have to do is, triple miles to make up for the quiz I failed. But <laughs> <So. laughs> morning is it, it's so funny. They're like, "Where did you pull that question out of your ass at?" Because you know <laughs> about that, or I was thinking I should have studied about that, or like you know, because I have no rhyme or reason of what the quiz is going to be. They never know until they get to take it. You know, am I going to ask what shape a thing was or? Like I said, how many stop signs did you incur today? Or you know, I just ask some kind of stupid random questions every once in a while. You know, but it, it's stuff to pay attention. I'd miss all that, but I could tell you every old car behind a dumpster or crap like that. So <laughs> yeah, if if it was if it was for spotting potential buys on the side of the road, Mark yeah, Mark's a hundred percent in. <laughs> Mike Draco is the quiz with or without Google search for answers. No, you cannot cheat. Yeah. Right. So you have how to do how the do you quiz on your own? How do you how do you prevent cheating? Uh, you know, it, we we do have a checkpoint. It is monitored. Oh, okay. Have, Don't you remember? Them. You have to like stand there when you check in with your little clipboard and take the test, and you have to hand it in before you leave. Yeah, we don't let you wear any helmets in case you got any two way communication. Yeah. <sighs> and for the, I mean, these guys have great integrity, and, and they're there to. To see how they do, and uh, you now, know, can they talk yeah. about the answers among the, amongst themselves? They do. It, it's it's super funny, and, and this is part of the reason why we did it. You know, at nighttime, it's so cool to see these guys sit down in like groups of four and five people and compare their notes for the day. Like, hey, did you see this? And did you? See that? They're Google searching stuff and they're Wikipedia and about it. It's like little study groups every night, and they're taking their notes and. And then, uh, you know, then after the test, the next day, they're like, oh, man, we didn't study into that. Or, you know, it's it's great just to see the groups. 
So a couple things. Tom Banks says the vast majority only really care about making the miles. Anything else is crazy or gravy. Rob Nussbaum says, what is the airspeed velocity of a full-laden swallow? That's, for God's Four, sake. 14 don't, mile an hour. Don't, don't tell me. That was a real question from the quiz. <laughs> I gave these guys, like, some some really type of freebies this year. It's like, but we did a, a possible 14 points on the quiz per day. Two of the quizzes is you would get one, one correct answer of one. You knew what your name was, and you put your name on a test sheet. Two, what your rider number was, and you put your rider number on the test sheet. If you got those two, you got two automatic points every day. Um, you know, the other things, you know, it was just common knowledge, a lot of motorcycle history. You know. Well, how, how many people didn't get two points? <laughs> Wait a minute. I've been we, a lot, yeah. We do, we do, well, Jim Grady asked, European swallow or African swallow? <laughs> And Heather actually came up with the correct answer. I just put it on the screen. It's concluded that the airspeed velocity of a European unladen swallow is about 24 miles per hour or 11 meters per second. So the, and she Googled. That's bullshit. That's all I'm saying. Cheaters never win. Oh, um, man. Listen, um, in answer to Professional Monkey earlier was asking about, you know, um, do you guys share the route? Is there a place to see it? If you go to the Motorcycle Chase Instagram, Jason does these killer. He has this dope app, man, that takes you through the entire route from day to day. And this was something I loved when we went on the chase. We tried to include this in our videos at the end of the day. But it, like, gives you a geographical perspective and, you know, the towns that you end up going through, the, the major towns, elevation changes and everything. It's a, it's a really, really great app called Relive. Yeah, yeah, we we love that app. It's a really great way to see what we do every day. Um, I haven't put all of them up there yet. I've just been running and gunning. We've been so busy every day. Uh, I promise I'll get all the rest of them out there. Right on, right on. So I guess um I guess with that we're we're ready to talk winners. Like we've talked about what it is, how it's scored, what the penalties are, and now we're we're ready. Are you ready to release winners? I think let's let's talk for a minute of what it takes to, to get there and, and uh, what these guys did to, to get where they were today. Uh, yeah, I brushed on it just really briefly um, earlier of the amount of attrition that we had this year um, from flat tires, catastrophic failures. Uh, you know, there were so many things. Usually, I only bring one van, one trailer, sweep, sweep truck. I'm, I'm super happy that I brought two this year. I just had this weird feeling that I, I needed to bring another sweet truck and trailer because these things were almost full of almost every single day. It was, wow. was something instead of a flat tire or broken chains or uh, a bike seized up or you know, just there were so many different things. A lot of electrical problems. Uh, there was, there were, like I said, there were, there were so many things. Uh, that these guys had to do, you know, some of them were able to fix them and get going back on the road in the morning. Some of them, you know, we had to leave them at the hotel and, you know, they had to find their own way home and, yeah. and, you know, you know, part of the challenge and, you know, and what makes the experience of, you know, this, this event so great, um, the, the unknown, you know, and it's not like it was people that weren't unseasoned, you know, we had some very seasoned people and builders and that uh you know have done this and you know 
and they've struggled and, and had hard times, you know. Hey, Big D said that he saw one cat doing this this year on a hardtail chopper. Do you remember who that is? Uh, yeah, yeah. So we actually had uh, a couple choppers start an event. You know, we had our one of our fan favorites, Jake and Ginger, uh, with a 40-some knucklehead. Um, you know, unfortunately, they grenaded the thing 40 miles course, and you know they they tried to get it going. They got it to the next town, actually rebuilt the whole entire motor, bottom end, top end, everything. Got the bike running the next day, came to the starting line, just didn't feel right about it. Took a look at it, you know it, it and they just figured, you know, it, it's not worth blowing this thing up again. Yeah, and. Uh, Unfortunately, you know, they had to go home. So, but had another guy, uh, Bob Jesternick, on a hardtail, old school, and head chopper, which was cool to watch him go across the country. And did he? So wanted to do that. Did he make all the miles? I, you know what? Unfortunately, he had made every single mile until (laughs) day, uh, which was only a hundred mile ride. Uh, where we did Angeles Crest Highway from Victorville to Burbank. And he got over the crest um, at about mile 80 on the day. And one of his aluminum push rods just freaking grenaded. I've never oh. seen it. Oh. You know, unfortunately, you're done for the day, you know. But fortunately, a super easy part to find. He was back up and running and finished all the miles today. So he did. he did finish the event. So yep. if you can put us in touch with him, no matter what the condition of that motorcycle, without even seeing it, I would love to have it in the magazine just to be able to tell that story. That oh, cool, that. yeah. Yeah. Great. Chopper, chopper guy on the chase. That's great. Yeah. That's great. I feel terrible. That I can't believe we didn't have a correspondent along the chase this year. Well. We failed. I know. I, all uh, we, <laughs> then we'll tear out. Jason, I need a story. All I can say is smoke out. That's I all I can say. I apologize for everything with everything, one word, yeah, smoke, smoke out. out. <laughs> but please. No, I, it, I mean, we'd have to do a whole magazine just dedicated to this for all the stories that came out of this Oh, ride. my gosh, yeah. I That's, mean. We could do, can we do a special edition? Hey, I'm all right with that. <laughs> we're, we're back up in frequency, so it's not like it's not like we won't have the space. Right. Let's talk, Jason. We should, we should. I mean, with the images that we have and the stories we have, I mean, it, it makes sense. Yep. Well, let's let's go to the winners. I'm going to put the picture up and and you talk about this year's winners of the 2022 cross country motorcycle chase. Here they are in all their glory. Uh, so let's start with uh, class one. Class one uh, winner this year was Dave Courier. Um, as you know, Dave Courier was also the Cannonball champion this year, and um, he he came to win. I mean, he had one of the, the best bikes. He was leading the whole entire race. Um, uh, class two winner was uh, Richard Campbell. Richard's got a, a fantastic story also. He's started the last two chases but has never completed it right on. oh yay Dundop is just every time he's brought it out it's it's had a catastrophic failure and he's had to go home and, and hasn't been able to compete and, um, even on this thing 
preparing for the race, you know, he, uh, he had so many problems ahead of time that he didn't even know he was going to be able to make it. And, you know, fortunately, you know, he made it, had a lot of troubles along the road. You know, I think even after the first 20 mile day after the prologue, he was up for, I think, till like two or three in the morning, redoing valves. And yeah, Richard's a good dude too. I'm glad. I'm glad for him. The determination and and hear his story was unbelievable, and in, in how he ended up. So, uh, class three winner this year was uh, Roger Green riding the 1937 ULH. Um, this is Roger's third chase. Also, he actually rode to the start of the chases where he's uh lives in upper michigan and uh he is uh also after he left the award ceremony this afternoon is actually riding back uh to michigan with a group of guys (laughs) can't get enough what was i remember roger green being on the uh on the cannonball chronicles what was his slogan uh roger or yeah roger green the wolverine well roger green the wolverine that's <laughs> it that's it he's a badass dude so um so up to yesterday uh actually let's go back a few days so i think it was stage eight uh between first second and third everything that um separated was only like a point a point and a half two points um the guy that was in second place gaining on going to first place, a really good test taker, uh, you know, just solid, solid rider. Uh, Jim Guilfoyle made it to the Mojave Desert, and his bike broke down. Never had problems. Oh. It took him from second place to, like, 50th place. Oh, my oh. God. That's a heartbreak. Yeah, just a, a total heartbreak, devastation for him. Um that moved Todd Cameron, uh, who was last year's winner, actually the last two years' winner, um, into contention. Well, nobody had put Todd in contention this year because, one, he was riding a cheater bike, uh, a 1948 panhead, you know, just traveling tanks. You know, he only had to fill up one, one time a day. And, you know, everybody was claiming, oh, you know, Todd Cameron, former number one, and... Uh, Anyway, he came. He's. I think he started in seventy fourth place or something like that, and he made his whole way into like third place this week. So, congratulations to all the winners. Obviously, we're we're thrilled that you came on to talk about this tonight. With as as crazy as things still have to be, but that. Brings, but let's go ahead. Uh, we never even mentioned who the overall winner was. Oh, oh. I, I'm sorry. So, so this morning, uh, there was, a, a, I think, a half a point or a one-point difference between first and second place. So today was going to come down to the quiz, whoever did the best on the quiz. And between first, second, and third, I think it was like a, a two- or three-point difference. Um, we didn't even not know who the winner was until probably 20 minutes prior to us doing uh, awards because – we had to go in and calculate all the quiz scores and, and then being so close, you know, we really had to pay attention and, uh, you know, it, uh, so like I said, we didn't even know until the time came, uh, of who was going to win this morning. Dave Courier, 
everybody thought you know he was he was locked in and ready to do it. Yeah. One one point ahead. Unfortunately, Roger Green has been a quiz taking bean. He actually be, he was the most knowledgeable on this whole thing. He scored I think uh, ninety eight out of one hundred forty test questions, which made him the most knowledgeable. He won an award. Uh, for being the most knowledgeable on the chase. Wow. The most knowledgeable was Todd Cameron. He was one point ahead of, uh, behind him at a 97. So everything was super, super close this year. Well, with Roger's test score this morning, it catapulted him into first place on a class three bike, which nobody thought in this event that a class three bike could win. But, you know, it really, if you make all the miles and you do good on a daily quiz, you know. Well, that, that's that's the thing too, right? That's because of the handicaps that all the all the smaller bikes get. The class three is the biggest one. So yeah, so Roger Green is our cross country chase legend now. Uh, won a, a, a cash prize entry into the next event, and uh, wow. you know, got that title of of num- being number one now. That's awesome. So, question of the day: How do you top Route sixty six? <laughs> <laughs> that's a tough one you know because it, it's everybody loves route 66 i mean from people in america especially the foreigners you know it's it's really that most iconic route that there is um i have some tricks up my sleeve i've actually two really good routes put together and Just don't uh, do it in september so we can go <laughs> yeah Please. yeah okay heather he's gonna change the entire event based on hey. when you can be there hey Actually, I'd like the next one in like October or November and see how these guys can do in snow. Oh, that's just mean. You're rotten. Listen, that's right right on, though. Yeah. Right on. Chris would do it. And, and, you know, I mean, not alone, but he would do it. (laughs) I'd I'd follow him in the truck and trailer, but that'd be that'd be close as you're getting me on a bike in the snow right now. And and that's the biggest thing. You know, I'm, I'm always constantly thinking like, all right, how can we top this one? You know, and how do I top this one? Because this trip was so epic. I mean, from the all kids bikes to the the different places that we went, taking them to Big Texan to to eat, the meals that we got provided, the hotels that we stayed in, all the different experience that we did. You know, really, it, like I said, it's going to be tough to beat. And I've got my work cut out for me for the next year to try to outdo this one. Well. That'd be my worst thing is like we wouldn't be allowed to do anything after we ate. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Mark would be out. Mark would be I'm, out of I'm commission. <laughs> so that brings me to what I was getting ready to say. Much like us with smoke out, you have very little time to think about it because just like this, now it's time to start talking about registration for Cannonball. Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. So we actually, right before the chase opened up registration for the motorcycle cannonball next year. Um, this is probably going to be one of the best cannonball routes that's ever been put together. Um, I always think, how do I outdo myself uh, on previous ones, the experiences, the places that we go, the, the roads that we travel, you know, because we've done so many epic things. And, you know, I, I've really come up with a, a good program for next year. And uh, I'm... I'm ready to get to work and, and really get going on it. Right on, man. Well, we're uh, we're we're in your corner, buddy. 
this is this is important work that you're doing for all the motorcycling so good for you your your whole crew thank you so much for doing this because it it's literally you guys are out there pumping the lifeblood through this stuff oh yeah yeah no we love it and that's what it's about it's about keeping these old iron things on the road you know having these guys mentor the, the next generation uh, and hopefully what we're putting out there you know like i said gives some people some hope that hey i can do this and you know that they they get the confidence to to be able to work with machines and and keep them going hey Le- leanne just commented let's save time for just one nap before cannibal work starts. <laughs> I, I was gonna say is your wife even talking to you right now <laughs> just there's the big question of the day <laughs> but yeah i promised her that i would take a month off because i've been gone since december of last year i've been on the road probably over 200 days this year already wow uh, doing, uh planning the route and uh, um you know i, I promised her i'd take the month of october off i mean well, i'm getting daily of like oh dude i i got this parts pile here you want to go look at it or want to go to Born free or you want to go here or Hey, you're never allowed to go to Born Free again. Like we're not, we're not even going to talk about the fact that you have almost every cool motorcycle that's ever been made on the planet. But then you go to Born Free and win a friggin' chopper. Are you kidding me right now, dude? I'm, I, I still don't even believe that that it ever happened. You know, until neither do we. <laughs> neither do we. So this is a. Uh, this is going to be this is going to be great if we come together on on doing this issue of the magazine. I would love to publicize as much of this stuff as we can because everyone who takes this ad- adventure absolutely deserves to be glorified in it because it's it's a real commitment. You know, not just in the the time, the money, the preparation, everything that goes on. E- everybody needs to pay attention to these people because it's it's a special breed that participates in this and you are their Pied Piper, my man. So thank you for coming on with us tonight. And I appreciate you having us on here, and uh, I look forward to, to working with you guys again. Thanks, Jason. All right, buddy. We'll talk to you soon. All right. Sounds good. Take hey, care, I'm going to... What's that? You're going to go party. <laughs> All right, man. Hey, listen. Check them out on the Cross Country Motorcycle Chase um, Instagram. Check them out on the Motorcycle Cannonball website. Make sure you're paying attention to what they're doing. And if you have the means whatsoever, get involved and go do some of this stuff because it's amazing. You're watching Shop Talk here on the Dennis Kirk Motorcycle Studio. We are going to go check out a feature bike. And this is this is one that's right up the Cannonball Alley. I would love to see somebody do the Cannonball on this one. We're going to check out this bike. When we come back on the other side, Heather is going to do events. Stick around. You're watching Shop Talk. Out of Focus is brought to you by Garage Build. Submit your build, share your passion. Powered by Dennis Kirk. Good evening, Shop Talk viewers. This is a 1911 Flying Merkel board track racer. It's a exquisitely done recreation. There's only one known real Flying Merkel, Merkel board track racer left in existence today. 
Uh, it's in the um, National Motorcycle Museum in Anamosa, Iowa. Uh, that machine is valued uh, somewhere between four and five hundred thousand uh, dollars. The previous owner of that machine, uh, while he owned it, built an exact replica this particular machine. A young man named Vanderpool built it. Uh, the motor is all real. The frame, fenders, rims, handlebars are all remanufactured. But this is what people, daredevils, at the turn of the century raced on board track, high bank board racing aerodromes at uh, speeds in excess of 90 and 100 mile an hour. It's direct drive, it has a jack shaft, you pedal it to start it or you push to start it. I do not have the drive chain hooked to the rear motor or to the rear sprocket so we can push the machine around. Um, it has a throttle and it has a kill switch. It has no brakes. It's meant for one thing and that's wide open. It's also 11 horsepower. But see how they put four spark plugs in it? Yeah. And all the plug wires connect all the plugs. And fire comes out of the pipes. So you can give it extra oil while you're racing it. Here's the kill switch. It just grounds on the handlebar. Hey, this is Steve Klein with Sierra Madre Motorcycle Company, and you're watching Shop Talk. Info USA, the first bikers app by bikers, for bikers, and it's free. National and state events, Sturgis and Daytona, Bikers Info USA. 
every motorcycle manufacturer dealer listed. Biker products for you and your bike. Bikers Info USA. Find the places to go. Places to party. Places to stay at every event. Bikers Info USA. Download it now. It's free. Bikers Info USA. Hey, what's up, man? It's Chris with Cycle Source Magazine, and I'm here. I'm at the Dennis Kirk Warehouse. Over 160,000 items in this room. You guys hear me say it all the time. Last minute in the garage, waiting to get that part you need. This is where it comes from. Check them out today, DennisKirk.com. Okay, welcome back to the black screen of death, the Dennis Kirk Motorcycle Studio. Um, listen, man, Shop Talk happens through your cooperation, so you can help us every week by going up there, hitting the like and share button, going over there, supporting our uh, our sponsors and stupidity, <laughs> and uh, get involved, you know, throw up a comment. We tell you throughout the show that your comments matter, and we use them for conversation throughout the show. Which brings me to, I see St Steve Broyles, as mentioned, will be board track racing in 20 days. We're going to be at Sons of Speed in Daytona. And Mark, I did see an announcement that you're calling the race. I am calling the oh, race. Oh I am, which is going to be interesting Sucker. because part of that is going to be, they're going to have a really long microphone cable, and I'm going to have a mic shoved up under my helmet while I'm racing the 45 class. <laughs> So you're going to hear a lot of screaming. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I imagine there's going to be some screaming. That's why Roadside Marty's father is so excited. He's so excited, but he's also like he keeps telling Roadside, he's like, "We tear this motorcycle apart. Let me put some heat in the engine." And Roadside's, listen, let him just get out there. You know, Shelton, I love you, man, but there's a difference between the 1916 motorcycle that I've been riding with Tom Kiefer. To to a forty five like Shelton, please don't kill my husband. I'm well, gonna, I'm, yes. gonna well. <laughs> I'm gonna need a minute. I'm gonna need a minute. But hey, um, it's also almost Poppy's birthday. When is Poppy's exact birthday? The twenty seventh. Steve Broyles, Stevenson Cycle up in D Town. Um, yeah, professional monkey's gonna run next to me and hold the mic. <laughs> hey, you're gonna be at the track. Maybe maybe you and I can you can call while I'm racing and we'll switch back and forth. So be there. Oh boy. Um Can we get a sidecar? Listen, and if you guys are not following Professional Monkey, like this cat is he is too much. I feel like if if I had something that was worthwhile f to to present to him, I would offer him his own segment on this show because he is so effing funny in everything that he does, man. And like, it's it's awesome. It's awesome to have you in amongst the stuff that we're doing because you just bring a whole nother level to it. But yeah, um, Sons of Speed coming up quick. I'm excited to be there. I'm excited to be at Willie's for the the. Chopper yeah. time. Chopper time. Tropical tattoo chopper show. Yeah, and I'm trying nice. to get Mark. Mark, what? Um, um, it's on the. It's in the docket right now. We're giving it a shot. <laughs> I'm putting I, the pressure the, the on you. The sad part about it is I can't do the only two things I want to do, and that would be both Sons of Speed and Willie's. I know, right? So I'm torn between Aww. trying to pull off. And conveniently, one. they put them both close enough together that you can. Aren't you your own boss? Yeah, wouldn't that be nice? That when you work for yourself, you know how that goes. That just means you, you work, work five her. times as much. I know. Yep. Oh yes, so, I know. Yeah, you don't get to make any of your own decisions. Mm -hmm. So you're like, oh, yeah, that it, looks it, cool. It, that's from what here. that's what kills me is to pick one of the two. So sometimes, sometimes I get lost in the show just by following the comments. You guys are too much. 
You guys are too much. So listen, like I said earlier, lots of stuff still going on in motorcycling, and that brings us to the events with Heather. Heather? Oh, yay. The Shop Talk events calendar is brought to you by the Bikers Info app, the Everything Bikers app, all in one place, everything you need, and it's free. <laughs> Nitty Gritty Chopper City. Yes! You almost <laughs> fell asleep doing it, though. Oct- I, but I have We're going to put a time slow. limit on you. I have to say yep. it's slower. I'm going to screw it up. <laughs> October 1st and 2nd at Backwood Saloon in Conroe, Texas. Um, camping's 25 bucks. Vendors are 75 Go check them out. That's put on by our buddy Eric Vaughn at Destroyer Garage. Get some. We're sending a we're sending a big box of prizes and stuff down there supporting the show. So go. It might be in here somewhere. Yep, it is. <laughs> um, next up is the Congregation Show. That is at Camp North End in Charlotte, North Carolina, October eighth, noon to eight. That's put on by Prism Supply and Dice Magazine. Next, Chopper Time. Chopper Time, Chopper Time. Uh, October 13th, 11-4. 100% of the proceeds <laughs> goes to the Veteran Support Fund. So pay your 20 bucks to register your bike. Have a good, like, come hang out. See some of the greatest chopper sh- choppers on the planet at Willie's Tropical Tattoo. And uh, get a tattoo while you're there. Booyah! Do you want to do it? Do you want to do it? Uh, I just want to say that... <laughs> no, no, I don't want to do it. I put I my creepy voice effects no. on tonight so I could say once upon a time. Oh, knock it off. <laughs> October 22nd and 23rd at the Yellow Rose at Canyon Ranch in Texas. Keep going. L- no, right wait, along. wait a minute. This is not this is not fair for you to stop me. Because No, I don't I, like your creepy. It makes me want to take it's my not ears creepy. out. Not, you are creepy. This is this is the epic movie trailer voice. And no, I, I had a whole creepy. thing planned out. I had a whole thing planned here where I said, once upon a time, there was an event that exhibited so much freedom, it outgrew the state that it originally started in. This is usually where I just leave. <laughs> I was just going to say, like, this is not the Chris show. Oh, boy. Here we go. All right. Sorry, Heather. Here you go. Back to the Heather show. Mark, would you like to do the events, please? No, this, way, this part's the Heather show. Oh, I don't like But I do want to go back show. to the first one again and have you say it. We're going to put a time limit on No. You. Son of yeah. a biscuit eater. <laughs> Oh, this is super cool. We have a new sponsor for our Lone Star Rally events. Oh, boy. I'm super excited. Um, can we officially make the announcement? I think so. The, so officially. We don't have anything yet. We, we don't have the like logo. Welcome, we don't have the product. <laughs> we would like to welcome Gorilla Pro to our list of sponsors for the Lone Star Rally. They're going to be on hand with trophies and prizes and all sorts of good stuff. If you guys aren't familiar with Gorilla Pro, it is the... A new rendition of of Loctite. It's it's a finally Loctite has a competitor. Yeah, how about um, it? Put out by HB Fuller. Um, so we're going to be checking out their products. And, and we have come. yeah. Listen, we have a whole a full complement of this product coming in, into the garage, and we're going to be putting this stuff through its paces. But there's thread lockers, gasket sealants, you know, instant adhesive, retaining compounds. Um, a little epoxy packages. I can't wait to check that okay. out. I will keep you all updated on what you can stick to what. But, Mark, check this out. 
giant tubs of gorilla anti-seas. Oh, that sweet. shit's going to be everywhere. Oh, sweet Jesus. <laughs> so anyway, they have come on as a new sponsor for our Lone Star events. Um, our annual rodeo game is Friday, November 4th at Beat Central. Um, you'll be able to sign up with us on the corner of Seawall and um, 21st. And that road. Seawall yeah, and 21st. Uh, overall winner gets a championship belt and bragging rights for a year. The following day, Saturday, November 5th, again on Seawall, um, is our annual custom ride-in bike show. We have awards in 25, 30 classes or something like that. So come hang out w- with us. W- way to be invested in the program, Heather. I'm, I'm just saying. <laughs> You're wrong with it. Do you want me to read them all? How much time do we have? No. Okay. Are you sure? Nope. I can. I will. Mrs. Monkey, great. Now they'll be trying to stick all sorts of things together. I know. And that's like they don't already do that. And and we're sending some to Mr. Monkey. It's going to be so much fun. Yeah. (laughs) I got the weirdest feeling Nugget's going to be stuck to Smalls for a little while. Oh. (laughs) And not in the traditional way, just so you know. I think Mrs. Monkey and I are going to have a competition over who gets the first call of like, We're going to the ER. We're going to the ER. Get the the ice and the exacto knives ready. <laughs> okay, though I, I have a potato, a pipe stem, and some foil. Watch this trick. <laughs> anyway, uh, high seas rally. Chris is going to be on the high seas rally with Xavier and Tom Kiefer and the Parowitz and the Yaffies and the Clocks. Like everybody like so many ride people are going to be on hey, the high season. And ride. listen, this is a good time to talk about this. You know, we've been so wrapped up in smoke out and thank you again to the high seas people that came out to smoke out and helped us helped us pull that off. But high seas rally is going to be off the hook. Can you imagine 3500 motorcycle people all on one ship, one cruise no. doing a Caribbean island tour with free and drinks. Free drinks. We're doing all kind. I mean, there's, you know, some some of the biggest names, some of the biggest names, like Heather just said, are going to be on the boat. The the Pirouettes, um, Yaffe's going to be there. You know, Tom Kiefer, um, Rick Bray is going to be there. Um, tons of people doing motorcycle stuff. We're going to have some Grease and Gears Garage segments. There's going to be the the Pirouette show from the ship. We're going to do a, a shop talk from the ship. It's going to be lots of great stuff. There's still time for you, you to get involved. You can't do a shop talk from the to ship because me and Heather won't be there. Well, I was thinking it's going about to be a how pretend to... shop talk. It's going to be pretend <laughs> greasy. Mark, years let's too. send them cardboard cutouts. We should. I have one, Mark, already. I just need we, yours, Heather. We should do our own shop talk and greasy. Oh, years we should. Us. There you it go. Would be awesome. We'll show them. That'd be I'll funny. Be in Texas, two, two minutes in, one of you would piss the other one off, and you wouldn't talk for the rest of the oh, show. No, we'd, no, have no, we'd have a blast. Yeah, we'd have a blast. <laughs> yeah. So, do you remember that time Chris did this? Remember that, remember that one time at band camp? You know, I, I I really feel bad for you guys because you'll be in you'll be doing Lone Star, and Chris will Wait. be out in the water, and I'll be at home relaxing. Wait a minute, mm. though. Here's Watching here's a preview TV. of you two doing shop talk together. Go. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, we can't. We have a black be, screen. Hey, wait a minute. It wouldn't be as techni- technologically advanced, but I could use my phone and we could muddle through an episode right. of Shop Talk. Don't you I have think my little for one second. Studio. <laughs> That's I okay. got you. That's all right. got to leave here tonight when I do. I'm taking one little thing off the door to see if Chris can Forget it about out. you. You can't here go now. Go. Smart guy. What okay. is it? What was your line from that? Forget I, you, then. You can't, you can't go. go. I, told, I told him I'm taking one little part off the dually when I leave tonight and it's he. Tomorrow, we'll give him something to do, trying to figure out what I took. 
Oh my God, mailman! I have things that I need him to accomplish. Please don't do that. Mailman and mailbox are going to be on high seas. Thank God, the oh. post office is going to be with us. Professional monkey shop talk, the phone edition. That's how it started. Just that's right, so it you is. Know, that's it how is, it started. Dude. It is. That's so great. Um, no, it's going to be good. Blacked out bandit. How are you doing, Chris, Heather, and Mark? We're hey. doing good. Hey, how you doing? Here we go, right here, hey, heading up the end of the year. Booyah! Chopper Fest. Um, total brain cramp. I lost. Yeah, you on know that one. that one that happened seventeen uh, years sure, in a row. I now. was gonna say, I was thinking about <laughs> Daytona, so I was gonna say Volusia <laughs> instead of Ventura, and I knew that wasn't right, so I just went. Uh, December eleventh, eight to four, Ventura County Fairgrounds. Um, be there. We may, might, possibly be there. That'd Maybe be, that'd be fantastic, right? Maybe. That that would mean another week that we wouldn't be in in your hair. Well, right. no, I meant going. To oh, yeah, I would <laughs> like to. Yeah, that would, that Chris would has be been there, done cool. that. I have not. Mark has not. Yeah. Maybe, but Listen, Mark, you know, maybe you and I should go should. do some of this <laughs> stuff and leave Chris home. Mark, do you know why you would love Chopper Fest so much? And somebody can correct me on this. Do they still do the um, the uh, Moon Eyes Christmas party the same weekend as Chopper Fest? Oh, so if anyone a, on, on the West Coast is watching. It'll be a hot rod fest. But what they do, the Moon Eyes Christmas party happens at a drag race track right oh, up the road. Nice. Right up the road. And it's bitching, dude. Yeah. Like That sounds like fun. We need to have a yeah. Cycle Source Christmas party someplace. Cool. That Cycle Source hot rod show? Blacked Out Bandit. Is there any good chopper shows in Michigan? Yes, there is one that Steve Broyles keeps telling us about. Steve, are you still on here, Poppy? Poppy, help us out. What is it? What is it? Chris's so, band is playing on the High Seas Rally. Black Smoke Sinners, Chris and Xavier, yes. are going to be playing along with Robert and Jake and Beeson. Beeson. I can't be wait to see fun. Beeson, too. I'm kind of, I'm really sad. I know. Hmm. I'm in a doghouse for so long for going on a cruise without my wife. But somebody has to, to go, go and do it. Oh, I yeah. mean, Take one you for know, the team. I, I really am. I really am. So, hey, we mentioned that uh, all of this is coming through the cooperation of Dennis Kirk and Cycle Source Magazine. Cycle Source, you can get in on the newsstands nearly every 30 days now. We're back after the COVID uh, kind of sorter, maybe. disaster. Um, but in addition to that, you can follow along through our website at CycleSource.com. Uh, we put up all the news and everything that we can fit there. Also, you can hit the shop for all of the Smokeout gear that you may not have gotten at Smokeout. Go get some there. It's up on the store. You can see all the Cycle Source goodies that Heather has plugged in for you guys to buy. The damn show. The damn show. There you go. I think it's a Detroit antique motorcycle. Is that right? That Detroit Randy puts on? Yeah. Where? That doesn't look like cycle source gear. No, no, <laughs> Mm-mm, it's not. Okay, well, I gave it, it a good a shot. Kind of... There it is. Maybe not. No, also not. <laughs> wow. All right. Oh, but well, me and Heather wouldn't have a good show. Mm-hmm. Hey, mm-hmm. listen. Mm-hmm. Some of my frolicking mm-hmm. around the internet mm-hmm. is part of the the oh. thing that <laughs> well, you have a you have a point. Wow. Uh, hey. Denny Denny Weimer isn't getting notifications for Shop Talk. Can y'all help him out? I don't. I have no answers. Like some people say that uh, turn your computer on. <laughs> <laughs> no, some people say that like the algorithms are doing are doing weird shit anymore, and they don't get they don't get the. Uh, we gonna have a. Are we gonna have a professional monkey? So these are websites. 
<laughs> you helping me out there, huh? Yeah, I I gave you a link to the to the to that, the Psychosaurus gear. There you go. Okay. I thought we were gonna have a UFO no, show there the with link, algorithms. That's not the link I just gave you. This is the link you just gave me. No, it's not. That's the link I just gave yeah, you. Yeah. Okay. You go, how about how about cool your tool there? A lot of arguing going right? on here tonight. I don't like it when mommy and daddy fight. <laughs> Oh, getting out of hand. Hey, but listen, we're bringing some of these shirts right here to Fall Foliage to give away as prizes. Oh, we are? Because of their unique colors, yes. Oh, so unique. I might even have some at, we're, well, we'll definitely have them along with some smoke out gear at Biketoberfest. Yep. Yeah, lots of stuff. Lots of stuff coming up. Uh, we hope to see you guys there. I hope to see Mark there more than anything. Where? Because you're... Like everywhere we're going, your cardboard cutout is is not going to make too many more trips with me. Wow! It's we've folded them into too many pieces, and he doesn't stand up straight anymore. So you don't stand up straight. So <laughs> cardboard cutout can it drive? No. Damn it! And that's that's a problem. That's, that's your becoming, cardboard. Your that's part, an issue. Your cardboard cutout is not pulling his own weight, Mark. That's <laughs> that's all I'm saying. Yeah. Anyway, man, we've kept you guys for the uh, the full hour and a half here. I appreciate everyone letting us come into your headspace for a little bit on Sunday evenings, get you ready for the work week best we can. Um, if you got some stuff, send it to us. Otherwise, next stop, where's the, where's the next stop, Heather? All foliage. We're going to the Cape. We're going to Massachusetts. Yep. I can't what wait. What is it, going down or going up? Up. We're going... We're no, going, we're going down. We're going, we're going down, down the, cape. the cape. We're going down the cape. Yeah, but we're going. You're going up the cape. We're no, going, you're up going up down the cape. The cape. Yeah. We're going up. Well, the no, cape. you're going up. From here, you're going up. Whatever it is, until next time when we see you guys again, same chopper time, same chopper channel. See you up the cape, Felicia. <laughs> We'd like to thank our sponsors for their continued support. And we hope you pay them a visit when you're in the market for great motorcycle parts, products, and events. SNS Cycles, Makuni American, Baco Parts, The Broken Spoke Saloon, Twisted Tea, The Iron Horse Saloon, High Seas Rally, Twisted Choppers, Twin Power, Drag Specialties, Geico, Law Tigers, Tech Cycle, Fueling Parts, Lone Star Rally, Hijinx Apparel, Progressive Insurance, Spectra Oil, no school choppers, 